What's up, guys? It's CJ. And I'm Andrew. And you're listening to Rome Hero Foxes on Spinning Thoughts on Adobe Radio. I spent about 18 summers painting bummer. I should have asked to call you, but I ain't the one to talk at all. I sat inside all winter as my parents tell me, son, you gotta learn to hold that tongue. But I kept nothing. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 141 of Spinning Thoughts. This is Angelo coming at you. And like I always do, I want to thank you for being up nice and late for the midnight premiere on Adobe Radio. I do kick off every show that way. Uh, One, because I am grateful. And two, I can't think of anything else better to start the episode with. So every Thursday, midnight Eastern Adobe Radio, we premiere episodes. Those episodes drop on all platforms the following Monday. We're on Twitter at SpinThoughts. And our website is thespinningthoughts.com. Thank you for being here. And I've got to say that I'm very excited for the guests that we have today. I was just introduced to this band a few weeks ago. I was telling the guys about my experience of getting to know their, their current music that's about to release gonna fucking blow you by storm i'm stoked to talk to i've got cj and andrew from rome hero foxes dudes what's up how's it going everybody hey what's up (sighs) all right the hardest part's over you know the introduction i have to take the biggest fucking breath on that (laughs) dude it did it perfectly man yeah thank you you know only one take you know so we are in business. Uh, guys, where are you currently at? I always like to kind of get an understanding of where you are in this beautiful world of ours. All right. Well, we are right now, we are at uh, actually our lead guitarist's house in uh, in a suburb outside of Houston it's called Katy. It's uh, where I grew up personally. Ah. Um, I moved here from California when I was like about 12. Been li- living in Katy ever since. So we're just hanging around at Michael's house right now and that's you know we're just chilling all right so uh what's the coolest thing to do in that area if i was to come and chill and visit what would we be doing oh man uh (laughs) definitely leave katie (laughs) okay so don't go there yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's where all the families live and you know just all that cat in a hat type neighborhood looking shit uh (laughs) you want some real fun go into houston houston is the shit all right I've only been to the Dallas area of Texas, believe it or not. I mean, it's a big damn state, but you know, I've, uh, I'm not saying I'm a fan of Dallas either. I'm, you know, but I've been there a few times. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, be careful with that. We got some Houston, Dallas beef going. Hey, well, I'm from Pittsburgh and you know, some people, you know, that are into the whole football sport and shit. They, uh, I think that they still believe there's a rivalry with uh, the Cowboys and the Steelers. So yeah, there's, there's bad <laughs> blood with Dallas from every side. Right. I know they just can't catch a break, I guess. <laughs> hey guys, so on July the twenty seventh, we're diving right in. Uh the band is set to release the sophomore album, Eighteen Summers. Uh 
we're we're there. It's July, guys. How are we feeling heading into this release? Oh, oh man, extremely nervous. Oh we're, yeah. We've been sitting on this record for uh, I mean, it's been thought up for about maybe two years. It's been being worked on for about four or five years. So, I mean, it's just, it's a long time coming in all directions. So you, you say that, and I'm curious, as I mentioned in the intro, you know, I'm, I'm newer to the band and I'm really a fan of what I'm hearing right now. So you're saying that this material has been worked on for up to maybe five years. Now, I was under the impression you guys have only been around for a few Oh man, we've been around for a while. Um, we're we're all pretty young. Uh, now I'm I'm 21. Andrew's 23. He's also a new addition to the band for this album. Um, but we started this band officially in 2012. Oh okay. In school, we released a like a first little full length record called uh, Hunters and Demons. It was just super. Uh, yeah. <laughs> super super cheap and not very well done. Yeah, it was like a $400 record and then we advanced <laughs> over for when you're falling backwards and that was in 2016 so now we're here so right. yeah some of the songs I wrote like five years ago all right so bring me up the speed then I'm under the impression that in 2016 you guys caught the attention then of uh former lead vocalists of Dance Gavin Dance and a lot like Birds Kurt Travis what was that all about um well I mean Rome Hero had as many like influences as we had, uh, I think Dance Gavin Dance was definitely a strong one. At least for me vocally, I I, I just loved Kurt Travis. I still do. I, I grew up listening to his music a lot, and he came into Houston all the time on his solo tours and with a lot like Birds and all these other bands and shit. And eventually, I just I caught up with him at one of the shows, and I was in high school. I was a junior at the time. He was spending the night at my friend Jonathan's house, and I begged my mom to <laughs> stay the night over there so I could uh, talk to him. So I skipped school for that, talked to him, Fuck showed yeah. him what we did on our first record, and he was, you know, it was whatever about it. And then eight weeks later, he was like, I, I want to put you guys out on the road. I want to sign y'all. And we did just that. It was a dream come true. So since then, and that was around like the 2016 uh, time frame. I mean, the focus has been on this album, and I would I would have to assume you mentioned that it's spanned this you know five year time frame. What is that intentional? Has it been an intentional uh, long process? Uh, as much as it's been a long process, it really hasn't been an intentional one. Uh, when we started this band, it was just you know just a bunch of ideas being thrown around because. I was still growing up in that music. Post-hardcore was something that I was really into around the time that we did For When You're Falling Backwards. So I was more making Rome Hero to try to be that. But on the side of things, I was always writing a lot of different, like, more indie pop-infused songs and stuff, like ideas. I actually used to have a side project called Tapes and Cables. And I think a lot of the songs were written my uh sophomore year of high school and they just kind of you know sat in my dropbox for a while as demos and just collected dust and it was always like well we're we're doing this post hardcore thing so where the hell are we gonna put this you know people aren't gonna listen to this if it's rome hero you know what i mean so they've just been sitting around 
Well, I'm really looking forward to this release. I've been, like I've been saying, I've been listening to it a lot. It's dropping on July the 27th. I've still got some more questions about it, to be honest, because it's just so damn good. Now, just give me like this general background. Where was it recorded? I mean, if it's been over uh, years, I mean, has it been in the same place? Like, what's that all been like? That's that's a really cool thing about uh, the record is the title stands as something very exaggerated uh, in time. And this record is a collection of kind of everything so far. It's it, like I said, it has some songs from five years ago that were just half written and never done again. And then off of those, you know, a couple of songs that influence newer material, newer ideas in that same vein to come out. And so it really does a great job of capturing our entire career as a band so far and how it's felt elongated and time has just felt all jumbled into one it feels like 18 summers um but you know after demoing out a bunch of stuff we landed in uh carmel california it's like a beach resort town the houses don't even have uh numbers on them <laughs> it's literally it called carmel by the sea and uh we actually had our friend ben rosette of strawberry girls he has a studio out there, so, you know, we flew out about twice and, uh, you know, recorded the record over a year, and it was right by the beach. I mean, literally, like, half a mile down from, like, beautiful Big Sur, like, California area beaches, and it, it couldn't have been more perfect of an environment to write this record in. So... I'm I'm also under the impression that the title track 18 Summers was the last song to be written for the album. Uh is that correct? Yes it is. All right, so it's just interesting to me it became the title track. So I mean, what was happening before that track? You know, like it seemed to like piece it all together. How do you know that that was like it? The funny thing about that song is CJ um we had went out and recorded the whole record and we'd flown back. This was a uh, 2016, I think. No, it was it was 20. It was January of 2017. Yeah, it was the first time we flew out to record. Yeah, we were planning on putting this record out last year, so we had the whole record written out and everything. And then when we flew back, CJ sent us this video of him playing and singing "18 Summers," and we were like, "Whoa, this song is cool. I wish we could have done this on the record." And so we weren't happy with the material that we had recorded on the record. So we flew back to like, you know, revamp it, kind of redo it, make it better. And so in one day or two days, we just sat down and blew out 18 summers. Yeah. That was the first song that we did when we got back. There. Yeah. And so it was the last song recorded and it was the most fun one that we had done. So like, it, it was my favorite. Yeah, definitely my favorite recording experience too. It was a, it was a song that, um, everybody got to be a real part of because for the most part the way the dynamic works is i write this like the base of the material and then everybody else just kind of throws in their shit 18 summers we were literally all there we just got there like let's all work on this song and we just blew it out in two days and it, you know it shows every bit of ourselves on that on that song so if that song took the album name you know it became the album <laughs> name what what album names were you working with prior <laughs> we uh i don't know we had this one uh idea that was called uh in light of what's leaving uh it was supposed to kind of play as a follow-up to the title for when you're falling backwards you know coming off that ground from when you fell down and and just realizing what's 
being left and what you have to learn from what's left and all that stuff. But just like I said, adding 18 summers really added it just it, it added this missing piece that we've been looking yeah. for, like really tying in the an, an album into a more cohesive storyline of a more uh, experience of, you know, what was actually going on in our lives behind all these scenes and stuff. Yeah, there were a few more post-hardcore sounding songs that were going to be on the record, but we decided to ditch like last minute because we were more in favor of the beachy kind of like indie pop sound. Yeah, I like the way that that aesthetic is throughout the album. Uh, it's just yeah. like, it's really amazing, uh, especially hearing now you explain how these songs span, you know, anywhere between two to five years or so, you know, it's just, it's impressive to get the, the, um, it's just very consistent throughout. And I, I'm just, I'm really impressed with it. I'm really excited for everybody else to get to hear this. I I'm, you should be very jealous that I got an early listen, everybody, uh, July the 27th. <laughs> it's going to be here before you know it, but be fucking jealous until then. Uh, guys, uh, let's talk about the album art a little bit. Uh, so I'm, first of all, I'm getting the impression now that basically everyone in the band is from Texas. Is that right? Yes. Kind of. Uh, yeah, kind of actually. I'm going to let Andrew take this one. So, um, I was in a band in Charleston, South Carolina okay. for a year. And, um, this was back in 2015 and it fell through. I was writing a lot of the songs myself. None of the other members participated and we played a show and went really lousy. And I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm out of here. And so me and CJ became friends through a music group online. And um, his guitarist, Rome Heroes guitarist, quit the band because he was going to college up in Berkeley, right? Yeah, in Boston. Berkeley Boston. College of Music. Yeah. And um, so I was like, or he was like, yo, you should come like uh, play guitar for the band. And I was like, nah, dude, I can't move to Houston. <laughs> but then here I am <laughs> in Houston. And now he's playing... Uh, keyboard instead yeah. of guitar so most of us are from texas all right so and then here's where i'm going with that you know when i look at the album art for 18 summers um to me it looks like more of like an east coast like north carolina maybe south carolina home that's like on the water i'm thinking outer banks vibes over here if you've ever been there on the east coast like yeah so Am, is this from Texas? Like, where was this? These houses are fucking beautiful. And I want to know if one of you dudes live there, we're going to be like um, BFFs. These are some good questions, man. This is what I've been wanting to talk about for so long. It's just I'm so proud of how uh, thematic everything was, um, including the record. So uh, when we a lot happened before we even decided that we were going to do another record, uh, we kind of have a falling out with, like I said, um, our lead guitarist left the band. Our bassist also left the band at the same time. So it just really put us in an awkward situation where it was just two of us. or No, it was just three of us. It was me, uh, my drummer, Adrian, and my drummer, or eh, my guitarist, Michael. And, you know, we just, we were on that label at the time. And we were just, we kind of wanted to leave and just take a break and really think about what we wanted to do. We didn't want to do post-hardcore anymore. We wanted to move towards something more natural and true to us. So we were like, let's just pack all our shit. Let's go down to the same beach house that uh, a friend of ours has. His grandparents have this beach house in Galveston. Uh, we wrote our first record there together. We just kind of made space in the uh, in the living room over there, just cleared it out and just, you know, set up shop and just wrote for an entire week. Uh, in our single video that we just put out for the song 18 Summers, 
Um, we, what was I gonna say? I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Uh, in, yeah, in the video, you can actually see us writing the material that's, that became 18 Summers in that same room. Um, and then the house was literally just down the road in Galveston. Um, there's this neighborhood of just super cool, like plush, light muted colored, like pastel houses. And I just saw it driving on the way to uh, our friend's beach house. And I was like, I want to go there and just like look for like some pictures to take. Like, the, like this really captures the, um, I don't know, kind of the, just the feeling of the record, like very light, very calm, but there's some parts of it that are super abrasive. And yeah, we just, we went down in that neighborhood and I snapped a picture of those, uh, the line of three houses. And ever since then, that's just been the, the working album cover for about a year. And then we finally got it all fixed up and edited. And, you know, now it is, it, it is what it is, but it stems from an original picture that I took on my freaking iPhone. <laughs> well, you know, it's pretty, it's just pretty crazy how th that vibe, um, I guess, just like resonates to people. Like everybody kind of likes the summertime, you know, everybody wants to think about being on the fucking beach and chilling and doing all that kind of stuff. And I think we all have like this picture in our head of like what that beachy paradise or relaxation uh, spot is. And you know, mine, I felt like was where I know the East Coast and that was in Galveston, Texas. So I think that this album is going to really just uh, I think it's going to resonate with a lot of people. What are you guys feeling in, in terms of what you want your friends and your fans to get from it, though? Oh, so many things, man. It, it makes me so giddy talking about because it's just these are the things that I've written and just set aside and it's like it's not good enough it's not ready it's uh not us yet or whatever and like finally we just were able to take that leap and just leave what we were debuted as as this super angsty like seosin post-hardcore we just felt drowned in that scene and like we weren't going anywhere with it so just being able to like sit on top of all that we've done now that like the masters are back, everything's about to be released. It's just awesome to to see how it came together. And I'm really excited for people to hear the first song off the record, which is the next single we're going to be releasing and compare that to what we were doing on our first song on the last record. It's just completely different. And, um, you know, growing up as like a music listener as well, I'm always personally very, um, I guess apprehensive to when artists are just like being rumored to be completely changing their sounds. Like for instance, Title Fight was completely indebted to punk and all of that stuff. And then they came out with Hyperview with, with just an entire different idea for the band. There was still a lot of uh, traces of them, but it, that, that really inspired me. Uh, there's a lot of different records like that, that the artists have just been like, fuck this man. Like, let's do something new. Let's bring something more to the table let's move ourselves away from what we're known as and we're just we're really excited to present that to the world yeah you know what i i really respect you for what the band's doing and again being a newer uh fan of the band knowing this background again i'm just like really impressed and you know i am always the one that supports bands in these kinds of endeavors like where like you're taking, you know, a risk, you know, you're taking a risk by, you know, 
changing uh, previous styles. Uh, you know, people like look at Under Oath. Do you know what I mean? Like people were yeah. were fucking. How crazy were people when Under Oath uh, released Erase Me this year? You know, from their old fans to new fans and. I respect bands that are doing these kinds of things because that's what creativity is, is, is finding new ground. And, you know, Fallout Boy is a band that gets shit for doing new stuff. Panic is getting, you know, some negativity. But at the end of the day, I think it's just really awesome. And while I may not know much of the earlier catalog uh, for your band, I can tell everybody listening that 18 Summers is going to be fucking badass. Uh, I want to touch on <laughs> one last thing here about this album and I've been looking forward to bringing this up. Uh one of the tracks off the album is titled San Junipero. And, <laughs> oh man. And I'm assuming this was inspired by the amazing Netflix series Black Mirror. I'm a big fan. Elaborate, guys. I mean, is talk to me. How do we do this? How do we get here? This is a song. Yeah, no, this is a really cool song. Uh the opening riff that is, you know, that's there. I wrote that when we were in the studio recording our first record, When You're Falling Backwards. I, you know, I just, that's how I write my songs. I just, you know, when I'm not doing anything, <laughs> I'm ass, I pick up a guitar and I write a lead line or a, a rhythm line and I like it. And I just don't do anything with it for like years, but I, it sticks with me. So around the time that, um, it, around the time that that episode came out and, just the, the point that I was in in my life and where the song was, especially because I was coincidentally working on this idea more. They just kind of merged into the, a similar topic when I was I was writing it when I was watching Black Mirror episodes. And, you know, when it was first like coming up in the bow, everybody was like, you've got to watch San Junipero. You've got to watch San Junipero. It's the best one they've done. And I watched it and I, I watched it over three times like in a row it was just so amazing and um it, it didn't really fit exactly what i was going through but it was a similar it gave me a similar vibe to story of you know trying to be with someone that is you know that's near impossible to be with uh is definitely a theme for this record and that's just all up to black mirror for influencing that i just sat in my room and wrote the lyrics down to describe what was actually happening in the episode to kind of a trip uh contribute or what's the right word for it what <laughs> trip like tribute the the song to a the tribute. episode yeah yeah well i'll tell you what i fucking love it like black mirror rocks and uh any kind of affiliation in a song you better believe I'm going to be a fan of it. But uh, it's a great tune and uh, one of the better episodes, too, I would have to say. I was looking online, and I think that yeah. most people call that, like, their favorite. Yeah, yeah, that's how I was, like, mentioned to it. You know, people are like, you got to watch this. So I did. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you're right. That was a pretty, like, trippy episode, no doubt about it. And so, guys, I do want, I want to ask you this. Uh, Black Mirror is so good because of how eerily close to reality the topics and themes feel. If you two could come up with your own Black Mirror episode, what would it be, be like based on or around? <laughs> oh, God. I don't trust my answer on that. Uh, It'd be so we, it would be it wouldn't be deep at all. It'd be just fucking stupid. goofy. We come up with a lot of skits and sketches when we're just like drunk or hanging out or bored or something, and like a lot of them are really stupid and dumb. So I think that maybe some of those just dumb sketches where we open a car and there's like just a shit ton of spaghetti find its way into some kind of dystopian like 
society of spaghetti is something, yeah. <laughs> something really dumb. Well, you know what? Uh, Black Mirror, the, the producers, I'm sure, listen to Spinning Thoughts on the reg. So uh, they, may be wow, hitting you, yeah, they may be hitting you guys up uh, for some ideas for what would it be? Season six, I want to say, maybe? Um, <laughs> yeah, that is literally unfathomable. Well, hey, you know what? You don't know the reach of Spinning Thoughts. You don't know it. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not doubting that, man. Not for a second. We're so stoked to be here. And I'm very stoked to have you here. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all platforms the following Monday. We're here with CJ and Andrew from Rome Hero Foxes. We've been talking about their sophomore album due to drop on July the 27th. It's titled 18 Summers, and we're going to listen to the latest single off of it. It's... It just dropped this week, and this is the opening track to the album. So, really exciting. Stoked to play it. Everyone, this is Lost in a Room off 18 Summers from Rome Hero Foxes. Enjoy.
So you just finished listening to Lost in a Room. This is the latest single off the upcoming album, 18 Summers, from Rome Hero Foxes. Uh, guys, so this just released, or well, it's about to release tomorrow. I, I keep getting confused in this time continuum that we live in in podcast world. You know what I mean? It's like you're talking <laughs> in the future or someone's listening to it in the future. Fuck that shit. So uh, <laughs> this this song, this is the second single. Why choose this song to to really, because now we're in July, we're weeks away from the release. Uh, I know that your your press team, your people, they're going to be pushing this. Why this song to promote the album? Um. Well, it's it actually was supposed to be the first single. Um, uh-huh. This release, we're we're doing it independently. Everything is being done by us and our amazing fucking just badass manager, Sophie Padilla. Yeah, shouts out. We love her to literal pieces. Um, but. You know, we were we've had this idea for a music video for Lost in a Room for so long. Uh, it took me about three or four months to get things going with the, the music video, getting it set up, shoot location, all that, and a bunch of things actually fell through. And uh, we ended up having to fly out a friend that was also a videographer, and you know, kind of do it around a time where we were already late on the matter. So at this point we were like, okay, well, we're not, we're not going to be able to get this done first to make, to premiere our first single with this music video and this song. We're going to have to choose one of the other singles. And we already decided on 18 summers being another one. So Sophie was like, dude, just put out 18 summers first. It's an act. It's like, it's an absolute bop. And it's something that uh, was kind of unsafe for us to do. (laughs) You know, I feel like most bands would be like, let's put something out first that will ease them into what we're doing. Let's do something that will make people ready and comfortable. We kind of wanted to do the opposite of that. We wanted (laughs) to be like, this this is it. This is literally like the, this is the most weird we're going to get on this record and out there. Like, if you like this, you're going to fuck heavily with the rest of the thing. Well, I definitely fucked with the entire album and I think everybody out there will as well. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all platforms the following Monday. It's free. Subscribe. We're on Twitter at Spin Thoughts, and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. We're here with CJ and Andrew from Rome Hero Fox. has been talking about the sophomore album due to drop July the 27th titled 18 Summers. We listened to the latest single off of it lost in a room and uh there's always a lot of exciting things beyond new music uh that come from new music you know bands go on tour bands do music videos as we've alluded to uh i'm under the impression that uh, there there's at least a album release show uh set for august the third i'm curious to know what may be coming after that but talk to me first about this release show uh, the release show, we're making it happen in Houston. Uh, obviously, it's where we're all based right now. Um, as far as touring goes, it's just we're kind of in between uh, agents. Before we had one, uh, we, were, uh, we were just booking our tours by ourselves. You know, We were just saying, let's go here, let's go there. We had a few people on Twitter say they want us here, so let's go there. Yeah. And <laughs> Not a bad way to go about business, though. Right. Yeah. And it it was good. I mean, we have been fortunate enough to go out on tour 
not come back completely broke, have some new fans, have some new opportunities and everything. I think now we're just ready to to really start support, like getting on some support slots. So we're just kind of talking to some people, yeah. trying to, I mean, the record's not out yet. So it's, it's even harder, you know, because you can't really gauge what the record's going to do, if the person is interested in what the record's going to do, if they want to be a part of it. Yeah. So we're really just waiting on that. And uh, in that meantime, we're just going to put out a, a banger ass release show, go the fuck in, play the album all the way through with some close friends and, you know, have a good night. Yeah. All right. So expand on that just a little bit. You know, I would have to assume that there are there are goals in mind for this release. It's too good for there not to be. Uh, I mean, what's what's the best case scenario here? I mean, what do you want to see happen with the band? What do you want to see happen with this release? I mean, what I, I the album album hasn't even dropped yet, so I don't want to start like talking too far into the future here. But I mean, what's next? You know, like where do we go? It's I I can let Andrew <laughs> answer that. I don't know. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say it. We're just trying to perfect our our plan and our plan is really just to keep writing music keep putting out new ideas like i i've grown up as a music listener before i actually started playing music and i just i've always admired so many different things about bands but there's always at the end of the record at the end of the day i want to do something different i want to really take these things somewhere i want to be a band that's super eclectic in their attitude towards music and just do one thing, one record, and then throw that idea out the window and just start completely over. Um, and, you know, in this band's life, when I started this, even in high school, I put I, I made a Facebook status for it. And I was like, I'm going to start a band. I want to go out on tour. I want to record. I want to do all this. I want to be a real band. And I guess <laughs> for the past seven years, we've just been trying to do just that. So all that's on the agenda now is just, you know, getting our ducks in a row. Uh, I think we plan on remaining independent uh yeah like our label experience wasn't wasn't that great and the more that we've grown up and learned about what it really means to be on labels we just it's it's really not for us there's too much stuff that we would that we want to do different and we we're, we want to be too much in control that you know right now we're just trying to put it out on our own see what people think if so we get to we're not in debt to anybody and we get to move even faster and further at the same time yeah, you know, labels are not uh, everything that they used to be. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just they're not. And I think that uh, 18 Summers, I think that that kind of proves it, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it depends what way you look at it. But um, the just the fact that we're even able to put this together all by ourselves and just you know, get a get a good publicist going, get a good manager going. We're just trying to keep up that pace and, and be our own label, you know, be in charge of us. Right. Handle our. No, I hear you. And, and that's again, that's what's impressive is, is this uh, collection of music that's due to drop on July the 27th, uh, 18 summers. It's it's just something that I think a lot of people will enjoy and share with others. And it's just one of those albums that'll make you feel good at the end of listening to it. So you do it all over again. So, uh, guys, I think you should be proud. I'm sure you are. And I'm really stoked to see what happens on July the 27th when any, uh, when everyone gets their hands on this. Now, um, here we are as we're winding down episode 141. 
And uh, it's it's the summertime. It's the last full country uh, run of Warped Tour. And because of that, we are, uh, with every guest on Spinning Thoughts, just uh, looking to see if you had any kind of memories from uh, your Warped Tour experiences, whether you were playing in a band or, you know, you were a fan or just uh, the bands that were on uh, the tours throughout the decades, really, you know, uh, do you have any memories or anything you'd like to reflect on here with uh, Spinning Thoughts? Uh, I definitely do. Warp Tour 2011 was actually my first ever real concert. I had some group of friends and stuff, and they were the ones that were introducing me to all this different music, this emo, post-hardcore stuff. And, you know, they're all like, we're going to Warp Tour. You should come to Warp Tour with us. And I was like, I've never been to a show in my fucking life. That sounds incredible. I can go to like 20 different shows in one day. Just get it all out of the way. Um, the first band that I saw was actually uh, my breakthrough band that really, really made me want to start Realm Hero Foxes. Okay. Not a lot of people know about them. Uh, they're called Moving Mountains. They were on Triple Crown Records. And... Um, they put out a a album at the at that time called Waves, and it was kind of thricey, kind of brand new, and it had this entirely different attitude to it. And that was something that I was like, "That's what I want to write with my band. That's what I want to do." And that was the first band that I saw at 11:30 in the morning that day. And uh, I'm really glad that that was the first set I've ever seen. Andrew, what about you? I never went to work tour. Um... I was working a lot in the summers back when I was in like high school and stuff and Warped Tour was getting around. Um, I kind of wanted to go when like Under Oath, Chiodos, like Emery were playing and stuff like that. But as I was growing up and like the time was available for me to go to Warped Tour and I had money, I just wasn't interested in the lineups because I don't know, I, I wasn't listening to that kind of music anymore. So uh, my best memory was probably Warped Tour 2009 my girlfriend went and brought me a bring me the horizon keychain back. Nice. <laughs> Are you still with this girl? No. <laughs> wow, man. Is that the one that got away? No. <laughs> I mean, she got you a keychain, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So that was, uh, that was the one experience. Did you say there was a second? No, that's about it. I didn't really keep up with Warped Tour. I watched some Warped Tour sets from bands that I like, but I've never really been. I Being out in the sun like that for so long and watching, you know, a lot of bands that I don't, you know, want to see just doesn't sound interesting to me anymore. So, you know. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. And, and look, here's so here's where I want to go with this then. Just, you know, from a your music business mind perspective, you know, uh, whether you like warp tour, you don't, it's been controversial throughout all the years, but it seems more recent. Everyone, you know, you just can't win anymore with lineups. So, um, do you think that this, uh, warp tour, this is the final and they're, they're specific in how they say it. It's the, it's the final full country run, you know, which leads me to believe that there's more things warp tour related coming. They have, you know, the cruise and all that shit. Right. Um, do, yeah. do you think this signifies though, like a shift in the music community? Uh, it, it is like one of the only tours of its kind. Like when you think about something as massive in, in terms of yeah. span, what do you think that this means for the music community? For me, Warp Tour, when it first started was a way for a bunch of people to see these really big artists that toured all the time and maybe didn't hit your city for you to go see all of these artists at one time. 
and then over the years i feel like it kind of dwindled down to kind of these just like regular artists it wasn't like huge it was, I artists think it was more like, like household names like it started becoming there was like some kind of warp tour posse like yeah this band's gonna be on it this band's obviously gonna yeah. be on it and they but, just started sticking around that yeah but then a lot of the artists that started hopping on were artists that weren't as big so i think a lot of people kind of like jumped off ship and that's why warp tour is kind of like winding down is because it's not as huge as it used to be it's not as exciting as it used to be so like i don't know i feel like they could they could rebrand it and bring it back and like make it a little bit more niche and it would still do well you know but like shift in the music industry i feel like a lot of festivals are kind of it's becoming I don't I don't know. Festivals like that and this kind of like post hardcore, hardcore punk, like pop punk community are kind of it's getting tough to yeah. go out to those. So like I don't know, maybe something maybe things will shift towards more like a you know, like a Bonnaroo or Coachella where they do it at one specific location and people will have to travel to that, that would one be thing. Really cool. Because when you have these multiple dates, people might skip out on these two dates to go to the closer one. So these two dates are kind of empty, but you know, if you have one centralized location, people will travel there for that, you know, and it'll be like a big bop off show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, act, I agree with you. I think that that's kind of where things are. They're already there essentially, but I think yeah. in, in regards to like a warp tour vibe and, and things like that, that that's probably where it's heading. So, all right. Now look, uh, last category here that we're going to be last topic before we we have to say goodbye, although I'm having an amazing time, uh, I think <laughs> I think 2018's been really fucking strong for new music, and that's including uh, 18 Summers that's going to be here on July the 27th. Uh, there's been you know like we've talked like the household names, you know, State Champs dropped stuff, uh, Mayday Parade, yeah. uh, Under Oath had theirs. There's been a lot of uh, new and up and coming bands. I've been a big fan of like Hot Mulligan, Tiny Moving Parts, Home Safe, all those uh, dudes, and yeah. so many others, right? Um, there's a lot of new music out. What are you guys listening to right now? Just on a personal level, whether it's new shit that's dropped in 2018, maybe it's some old jams. What are you guys, uh, hanging out to? The new Kamasi Washington record is straight fire. That stuff is awesome. I love jazz music. So anything jazzy or funky really like gets me. So the new Kaja Bonet record, the new, uh, the, what, what did I just say? The new Kamasi Washington Coheed's putting out some really cool stuff. Um, um, let me think. Here, while he's thinking, yeah. for me, <laughs> my listening to music for me is really uh, intentional. Like, I, I will find an artist that is doing something in a style that I'm interested in doing myself. So I will attach myself to these artists for months at a time. And I'll just go through phases with them. And that's really about my, my music listening. So uh, in the past like year, some bands that have really stuck out and really have been an inspiration for me have been um, Oso Oso. Uh, that's yeah. a new one. For, um, Melody's Echo Chamber. Awesome. Caro Caro Bonito. Um, I've been listening to 1975 recently, too, because I think that's kind of where we're trying to go next record roughly i mean we're just we're thinking about you know stepping up the pop game a little bit right yeah and um beach house huge inspiration yeah. Oh, yeah. that was an inspiration for the first record we put out it was for this one they just put out a new record called seven this year incredible record uh and then other than that my go-to's which i have on cd disc 
in or CD drive in my car. I only have the Cardigans records, which are first band on the moon and uh, Emmerdale. And then I have a bunch of Radiohead records because Radiohead is me and Andrew's all time favorite band. (laughs) Interesting. I like it. I mean, you guys are eclectic dudes. I've learned a lot about you here in the last 40 some minutes. We like to use the word weird as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I That's what I, that, I said eclectic and I meant that in a nice way. But yeah, weird as fuck. Yeah, Let's right. go with it. We got you on the harsher uh, take on that. <laughs> Look, at, at the beginning uh, before I tape, I always tell bands, you know, they can swear. You know, we have an explicit tab on uh on itunes you guys have really taken me up on that offer i tell bands sometimes to go go at it and they still talk like they've never said a word in their life you guys are fucking ripping it i like it thanks man we're having a fucking great time you know we're just hanging the shit out fun fun as heck my guy fun as heck you gotta end it on a soft note right right yeah hey uh cj andrew seriously i'm really excited for what Rome Hero Foxes has coming up here on July the 27th and uh, where it takes you, the, the future will tell. And I'm really excited to, to hopefully be around for it. You're always welcome back on Spinning Thoughts. Is there anything that I missed that you want to say to your peeps out there? Um, to our peeps, if yeah. anybody's yep. listening, just, just thank y'all. It's been really hard for us to be a band um, that sometimes it's just, we we feel like because of our our direction all the time, we're never trying to go with where where everyone else is going. We're always just this isolated thing happening. And but throughout that isolation, there's always been the same people that are around. And the people who grow and get into us, they stick around for only us. They they don't listen to us because this band's telling them to listen to us, or because we sound like this band. They're just literally supporting us because they love our music and i just i can't get over that just you know there's there's two sides to being in a band there's literally being your band which doesn't happen too much for us because of touring and then there's just you know living regular life and it makes regular life go so much more fluid when there's people that are tweeting at you every day and messaging you and just telling you how much their music means to you like we really take that to heart and i can't thank everybody enough for just listening Andrew, final word. Uh, <laughs> the pressure's on you. CJ put you in that position. <laughs> I kind of I agree with CJ. I love getting like fan messages and stuff like that. I love everybody who listens to us and everybody who like reaches out and says, "Hey, like you guys rock. You helped me through a hard time. All that shit. That stuff is like really cool. It's something that I've never experienced, and it's like I don't know. It's just really nice knowing that I can create something that people, you know, really gel with." It's really interesting. It absolutely is, and I cannot wait for everyone out there to hear what I've been hearing in 18 Summers, the new album coming from Rome Hero Foxes on July the 27th. CJ and Andrew, thank you so much for being here for episode 141 of Spinning Thoughts. Congrats on this killer new album. Everyone, get your hands on it. Follow us on Twitter at Spin Thoughts and all the other social media. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on every platform the following Monday, and it's free. So subscribe and tell a friend. Help us grow. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. Always grinding over there. Go check it out. And if you do, thank you so much. 
Can't wait to talk to you next week for 142. Until then, make sure you share music, spread love. Let me see. Come and be my